Seeking for the help of the Lord, I direct your prayerful attention to Acts chapter 9 and reading for our text, verse 15. Verse 15, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And what is on my spirit is these words, a chosen vessel. This verse concerns Saul of Tarsus, the Apostle Paul, and our text is what the Lord said to Ananias when he objected to going and seeing him because he had heard of all the evil that he'd done in persecuting the people of God. And what is upon my spirit, and I hope, if the Lord will, perhaps do a series on the Thursday evenings concerning the theme of a vessel. There are many, many references in Scripture where we have reference to a vessel as an illustration or it is as a person. And there's many truths, many scripture truths that are to be based on that illustration. If we think of a vessel, there are several definitions of it, especially as relating to the text here, a hollow container, one especially used to hold liquid, a bowl, pot or cast. We think of our Lord's first miracle, uh, the marriage in Cana of Galilee, and there were the water pots containing the water that were then turned into wine. And a vessel is used to hold things. Quite often the vessel is not of much value, but that which it holds is of a great value. Another meaning of vessel is a ship. We often refer to a ship as a vessel. And of course they are primarily used to carry not just small amounts of things, but many things from one place uh, to another. So we have the uh, illustration of a vessel, something that is designed to carry to whole things, and especially then with the context of our text here. But the Lord said unto him, that is unto Ananias, go thy way, for he, that is Saul of Tarsus, is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. So he Saul, or the Apostle Paul, as he was to be known, is the vessel, and what he is bearing is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ before the Gentiles. So uh, we have the uh, illustration often used in, in varying situations, but I felt for this first time, especially where it is so clearly designated to a person although there are other times that it is as well yet here it is our Lord saying he he is a chosen vessel unto me 
the Apostle Paul himself in his ministry, he takes up with this very same illustration. And in his letters, some five times, he refers to vessels in various doctrines and teachings. We have a very vivid account here of the calling of the Apostle Paul or Saul. And so I want to look at three points. Firstly, the vessel, Saul or Paul as he was to be known. I refer to him as Paul, though in this passage it is Saul. And then secondly, a chosen vessel. And then thirdly, a vessel for a particular use. But firstly, the vessel Paul. The Holy Spirit in the inspired word of God has been very careful to actually describe the people of God that are called and that are to be vessels, be those that hold the uh, treasures of God, they are to be those in whom is the grace of God, the secret of the Lord, which is with them that fear him, and those that are formed for his praise and honour and glory. He's not just a stereotype or a uh, just a one picture of the people of God throughout the word of God. There are many, many contrasts. And the Apostle Paul especially uh, refers to himself as being a reason why he was called and why he was chosen. And it was in himself. And it's good for us to really consider what the Apostle Paul has to say about himself as this vessel. He always remembered this Damascus road. This what the Lord did for him. He says that he was not made to be called an apostle because that he persecuted the church of God. But that it should be in him first that mercy should be shown that none should despair of the grace and blessings of God. When he writes to the Corinthians, he says there are not many noble, not many mighty called, but the Lord hath chosen those things which are not, and the base things, uh, that it should be that God should have all the honour and glory. But in himself, it was one uh, that really deserved eternal death and destruction. There's a contrast in the early church here where we had Ananias and Sapphira and they lied to the Holy Ghost, they lied to the apostles. Many were being blessed, many as a result of that blessing, they held loosely their lands, their riches, they sold their lands and they laid the money at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to the poor. And Ananias and Sapphira, they wanted to appear to be the same, to be an imitator of those that were moved by the Spirit and blessed by God. It's a solemn thing 
that there will always be those in whom there is not the real grace of God, but they want to appear to be for men so that they do appear to be like the people of God, but they don't want to let go of everything of this world. And so Ananias and Sapphira, they sold their land, but made out to the apostles that they'd sold it for less than what they had and uh, told them that they were giving all of that money to the church, in which case they were only only giving them part, they were keeping back part. The apostles were very clear that if they had clearly said, we have sold the land for so much and we're giving half to the church and to the poor, then that would have been completely acceptable, be open, be honest, Uh, But they didn't. They made out and they lied and they made out that they were giving it all. And both of them, one after the other, as they came in separately before the apostles, became evident that they had agreed together to do this. It was a scheme plan. It wasn't just a spur-of-the-moment thing. And they were struck down dead. Now the church knew this and great fear came upon the church. But now we have the church persecuted and persecuted by Saul, Saul of Tarsus. And in this portion that we've read, he was breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. The young men who had stoned Stephen, the first martyr, had laid their clothes at Saul's feet and he was there consenting to his death when he died. And the great trouble that was in the church at this time because of it. Ananias was well acquainted with it. And we have that contrast in the last verse that we read in verse 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Take out Saul and his persecutions and his trouble, and what a difference there was upon the church. One sinner destroyeth much good, and great trial upon the churches through Saul. And yet God chose instead of striking him dead like Ananias and Sapphira to show mercy upon him, to call him by grace, to change his heart, to reveal his son in him and to stop him in that mad career and to use him as a blessing to the people of God. The vessel, Paul, he often refers to what he was. He says to those that he writes to that his manner of life was well known when he is teaching and teaching concerning the uh, how it was that salvation is by grace alone and that it is not by any works of our own, then he says of himself that he, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, that he was circumcised the eighth day, that he lived according to the strictness of the Jews, And all of the 
things that he had as belonged to him by birth. But he says, I count all these things burnt, dung and dross, that I might win Christ and be found in him. John tells us in the Gospel according to John and verse and chapter 1 that it is not uh, of flesh, it is not by birth, it is not by the will of man, but it is of God's grace and God's choice that he chooses a people. And so in the Apostle Paul, Paul is highlighting who he actually is. And in his letters he even refers, you might say, to his own detriment. He says of what the churches were saying. His letters are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is contemptible. And uh, he doesn't come across personally as one that would command much authority or uh, be attracted to. And this is Paul. This is the vessel Paul. And many times through the word of God, we have pictures that are given of those that are God's children, what they once were, and then what they were by grace. That they were real men and women. That they lived real lives. That they had characteristics that were so different, very often one from another. We think of those when our Lord was ministering, those that he called of his own disciples, those that were fishermen, those that were tax collectors, those then that he cured, the mad Gadarene, the man that was... At the pool, 38 years. Or the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years. And all the different situations and characters of the people of God. What is so vital is that we personally, we personally are known by the Lord, called by the Lord, and whatever we are, we are by the grace of God. By nature, we, like all, have gone astray, gone everyone our own way. And the Apostle Paul, it is very clear what a difference grace made. Won't be as marked, as distinct in every one of God's children. Lydia, in the Philippine church, whose heart the Lord opened. The Philippine jailer in the same church used to lash the Apostle Paul and Silas and to make their feet fast in the stalks. And yet the Lord caused him to hear them singing praises at midnight and then brought the earthquake, brought him at death's door, about to take his own life, and then Paul preached to him and his household the things of God. And each one is set forth as an individual 
One that the Lord knows their frame, where they were born, what their manner of life was, their characters, every one of them. The scriptures speak of vessels, some of small quantity, some of great quantity. And those vessels, as it were, hung upon the Lord Jesus Christ, a nail in a sure place. And then that nail cut off and the vessels fall. And the picture is the Lord bearing the sins of his people, great and small, great sinners, little sinners if you like, although all sins are worthy of death. He bore in his body the sins of his people and was cut off for them, suffered for them, died for them, and the sins that were put on him were atoned for, dealt with. They fell with him as it were. And the picture there is these different vessels. And we have Paul here, a vessel that is Paul. How would we be described? And how do we describe ourselves? Because the Apostle Paul did in his letters, in what he spoke, when he'd speak of God's work in him, He spoke of himself, who he was, his manner of life, and that which was unique to him. And what would we say concerning ourselves? With our Lord Jesus Christ, there were those that came to him, and they they asked him, what sayest thou of thyself? We may say this with ourselves. What sayest thou of thyself? Thou the vessel, the vessel Paul. He says that he is the chief of sinners, that no man might despair, that mercy, that grace was shown to him as a pattern, that none might think they were too Sinful, to terrible a life, a person that would have no hope of being saved whatsoever. I hope as we view other people that we don't rule anyone out. As if to say, well, we look on the outside appearance and how they're dressed and how they act and what their evident manner of life is, they couldn't possibly be converted. They couldn't possibly be saved. I fear that many in the church are like that. We judge on the outward appearance. We have evangelism, as it were, are limited only to work with those that already look as if they're half saved anyway. But with the Apostle Paul, this vessel Paul, 
what a picture he was when the Lord began with him. How could he ever use one like that? And yet, by his work he could and he did. I want to then think secondly of what is said in our text that he is a chosen vessel unto me. Go thy way for he is a chosen vessel unto me. Now I want to make, want to make very clear first of this is not God looking at man and making his choice upon what he sees that person is themselves. The choice is a sovereign choice from eternity and it is in two parts. One, it is that they are chosen by his grace unto salvation. Everyone that is used of God, as the Apostle Paul was, for the service of the Lord must first be a redeemed sinner. They first must be called by grace, partakers of God's grace. They first must be called. Those that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. The people of God are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. And this is one of the things that the Apostle speaks of and speaks of as in the sovereignty of God. And in Romans 9, where he speaks of that sovereignty of God, he says, Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honour and another vessel unto dishonour? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. And that calling then is a calling of sovereign mercy, and just like the potter would just sovereignly over that lump of clay either make it into one shape or another shape, was as we used to do at school. And, and, and if we messed up the first lot, we'd just scrunch it down again and we'd start to make another vessel and we'd make that vessel out of it. And that, that sovereignty is the Lord to make that vessel. So when, when we're thinking of choosing, it's not like recently I went round the garden centre and wanted some pots and there was rows and rows of these pots, rows and rows of vessels. Some though were great big vessels. You pay several hundred pounds for them. And then some were just little vessels, little pots you pay just a few pounds for and there is such a variety. And of course, we naturally, if we were going to use it for something, we've got that in mind. What are we going to use this vessel for? 
What are we going to use this pot for? And we make our selection according to the use that we've got it for. And the pot is already there. It's already formed. It's already like that. That is not how God chooses. God makes the vessel. And he forms it. And makes it how he will choose and what he will use. And the first thing is that they be a vessel, one that has the secret of the Lord, which is with them that fear him. God's children are chosen in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world. Our text says, not just he is a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles, but it says he is a chosen vessel unto me unto Christ now when I was at school we used to play sport and the first thing that we'd do when we played football we'd appoint a couple of leaders captains and they would stand and they'd look at the rest of the students and they'd choose out which one one captain would choose one student, then another chapter, captain would choose another until there was none left, or one left, which was usually me. And But when each one chose, that captain chose that person unto them, not to the other side, unto them. And when our Lord says this, that he is a chosen vessel unto me, the Lord has chosen him Unto Christ. He is to be Christ's. Not someone else's. This is why the Apostle Paul says, Ye are not your own. Ye are bought with a price. Wherefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are his. Because the choosing is unto something. And it's not to ourselves, but unto the Lord. And it's based upon the cost and the price paid. To use the illustration again, even with in, in the nursery choosing out pots, I couldn't just choose one out and just walk out. They say, you've got to pay for that before you can take it. And we're used to that principle. But for the people of God, we, as with all of the fallen sons of Adam, are lost and ruined in that fall. We are under the sentence of death. We are consigned to eternal death unless there is that provision made. And in eternity the Lord made it with his people. He saw what would happen. He knew what would happen in the fall. It was appointed not that God is the author of sin, but if the Lord Jesus Christ was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world and that if he was delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, then the very fall itself was ordained for the Lord's honour and glory. Man's guilt, man's sin, man's responsibility, man's accountability, but God's glory to turn that sin into good. Ye meant it for evil, says Joseph, but God meant it for good. And we apply that to the fall. We apply that 
to the sufferings and death of our Lord Jesus Christ as well. So we have the Apostle Paul and every one of God's children have been chosen by the Lord through nothing in themselves, no good in them, no nothing seen that would be future good in them at all. There's no reason, no cause, but in God himself. And Paul here, Ananias is told he is a chosen vessel unto me. First of all, as one that would be converted and brought to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then secondly, to be a vessel for a particular use, which we'll look at in a moment. But may we be clear that it is the Lord that chooses his people, chooses them by his grace and chooses them to that which is designed for them. We think of Abraham, he brought him out of Ur of the Chaldees. We think of Moses and how that he brought him to be born and to be in Pharaoh's house and then in the backside of the desert and to lead his people to the promised land. Those that the Lord has raised up for a purpose, for a specific use. And he's brought them first to know himself and then he's brought them to know how that they are to be used. But may we uh, value this precious truth that those that Christ has chosen they will be in time called. They will have, maybe not as dramatic as what the apostles, but there will be a change. As our Lord says in John 3, you must be born again. That which is flesh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He must be born again. And the Apostle Paul was born again. Spiritual life. I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of mine hand. Behold to the precious truth of particular redemption, a redemption of a particular people, a chosen people, that he bore their sins in his body on the cross, and that it was a particular love, a love that was an everlasting love. In Jeremiah uh, 31 verse 3, I've loved thee with an everlasting love, and therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. May the Lord grant us to have that evidence of being chosen by God, chosen to calling Again, the Apostle takes it up when he uh, writes to the Romans in, in Romans 8 and he has the beautiful uh, link chain there from verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, 
that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. And we have the foreknowledge or choice of God, then the appointing as to what they should be in this world, like their master, like the Lord, and then uh, to be called and justified or free from guilt and condemnation, and then after that to be glorified. And the apostle then traces that chain of which he has been a part. He has been chosen. He has been called. And here Ananias is told by the Lord, he is a chosen vessel unto me. You know, in one sense, it's a very special, very unique thing for someone to be told this from the Lord. We only really know one's being chosen by their calling. Here, the Lord tells Ananias that he was chosen, but Ananias was to see the call as well. See the chains that is recorded here. We have to remember that, that we're not told as ministers or as individuals that, well, that one's chosen and that one's chosen. And as they come into this world, before they're even changed and called, that, that they are a child of God. We may have a hope, we may pray over them, we should pray over them, but until they're called, we do not know that secret will of God or purpose of God. A chosen vessel, chosen to glory, chosen as a child of God and chosen for a specific purpose here below. I want to look at this point last. A vessel for a particular use. It was said of all of the people of God, this people have I formed for myself, they shall show forth my praise. And our Lord says of the people of God, ye are the salt of the earth, ye are the light of the earth. The light that is set upon a hill, not covered. Salt, those grains so small, sprinkled, yet give a savour wherever it goes. And that's what the Lord uses his people for. His people are his witnesses. They show forth his grace. Imagine if we had in this building, and we have, we have got electricity in this building. But if we turned out all the lights and we turned off the amplifier and we turned off the camera and we turned off the computers you'd have no evidence of that electricity being here. The things that use it, the things that give forth light because of the power that's going to them, those, they show that power. Just the power in the bare cables on its own doesn't. 
And God uses his people to show forth his glory. The name of our Lord, his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. If there was no people and they had no sins, then the Saviour would have no glory. And it is in his people, in those chosen vessels, that his glory is shown forth. We might look at the Apostle here and we say, but our lives are not like this. The Lord hasn't appointed us and made us a vessel to be, as it is said here, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And we know how greatly he was used. But all God's people have a use. And all of us should think, For what use? For what cause? Are we just those that cumber the ground? Know the Apostle Paul before even he was told of what Ananias was to say right on that Damascus road. It it was to say to him, In verse 6, he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And may it be our thought as well, what will the Lord have us also to do? A way that we are to walk, a vessel that is to have a use and a purpose What would we think if we just saw a whole row of vessels and you say, what are they for? So there's no purpose at all. Sometimes we might have some vessels like that and they're really ornate and beautiful and designed and lovely. And the whole design of it is to look at the vessel itself and to glorify the vessel and the end of it is the vessel But that's never the case with God and his people. Again, the apostle says, when he writes to the Corinthians, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The vessel is not to have the honour or the glory It is the weak things in the earth and things that are not that God might have all the honour and the glory. And it is a blessed thing to be able to say with John Baptist and what a one chosen for to be a vessel to be able to point to the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And yet he says, he must increase and I must decrease. It is what I'm in possession of, what I'm able to bear concerning his name, what I'm able to speak and to show forth and to carry, to carry to our place of learning, to our place of work, to our homes, to the house of God, to the gatherings of the people of God is a blessed thing that the Lord should put in our vessel 
something of the sweet treasure and loveliness of Christ. Sometimes it so struck me when the Apostle speaks of going to preach in a certain place and he says, I know that I shall come in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's the thing. If I could feel that in going to preach and say, I know, I know that I am coming in the power of the Spirit. I know the word will be blessed. I know that God will be glorified. We do know through the Lord's commission that he will bless his word. He will own his word. And we come on his authority. But a vessel for a particular use. The Apostle's use here is traced out right through his letters and through the Acts here, fulfilling that of which the Lord said to Ananias, to bear my name, that name that he was persecuting men and women, to hailing them to prison because they called upon that name. And it is said now he has joined with them and he is calling also on that name And the work that he has to do is to bear that name before the Gentiles. That was his work. The Lord appointed him, gave him to do. And with all the people of God, there may be very, very different works. Especially good for us in the ministry, how easy it is to look upon others and to think, I wish I had his lot or his spot or his work to do. And very often what lies at that is the root of pride and the desire that we might be something, something more than a vessel. But if we are used to bring that which is precious beyond all measure, the pearl of great price, our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, or this name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, a name that Paul had hated before, a name that he despised, but yet a name now that was precious to him and that he desired others to know that name. May we never, never think lightly of the name of Jesus. How often in this world he is despised, his name is taken in vain, but may it always be unto you which believe he is precious and it is a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. a vessel for a particular use. And may the Lord grant that we might be able to discern and to know what the Lord's will is for us, that we might be a vessel that is called unto him and that it is for a particular use. The Lord prays in John 17, Father, I will that they whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. There is one use. A people to behold the glory of the Lord. Thou see his glory here by grace, and thou see it above and face to face. So the word that is before us this evening, a vessel, a chosen vessel, 
a real person that is described as a vessel and chosen by God and for a particular use. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. May the Lord add his blessing. Amen.